What is up? And welcome to the All Basketball Podcast. And once again, I'm your host, Maurice Dixon. Coming to you on March 18th. We got day three of March Madness. The incident. But this is just another edition, another volume of just my thoughts. We're going to be talking mainly on Dutch game. And they, uh, I'm going to start. I already know I'm going to be careful. And that's UNC Chapel Hill. Talk about their decision to end the NIT and not making the tournament and all of that. The historic, um, disappointing, disappointing season. I'm gonna get get to that on the back end. But for right now, I'm somewhat happy. Pretty good move, cause Duke's out the tournament. The rival, the hated rival, I should specifically say, is out. Thanks to Tennessee for going ahead and getting those Blue Devils out of the tournament today with that um like a 13 point win held them the what 52 points and shout out to might mess his name up but Oliver Damhuya I'm not sure I said but 27 points uh came up big shot very well um, from what I did see they they um played very physical that was evident from the start big guy trying to rough around Filipowski for Tennessee and then um other guys making shots and like I said, the guy Oliver, I'll call him that, stepping up with 27, getting a little help from their best shooter. I'm pretty sure his name is Viscovi. Him chipping in and getting those Blue Devils out of there. Um, yeah, they made it further than Carolina, but their title drought continues. Haven't won since 2015. The Tyus Jones, Justice Winslow, Grayson Allen, uh, Jaleel Okafor team, haven't won since then. And um, didn't get back in the, didn't get back as far as the Final Four like they, like they did last year. And uh, the, the funny thing about, about hating a team sometimes is it keeps you intrigued. I'm, well, at least from, at least how I feel about it, I, I stay intrigued because it keeps me watching and gives me something to root against. But it can be a fine line. It can be it can be tricky because the further they get along, the better chance they have of winning. But the further they get, also the further they get along, you stay intrigued. You stay rooting against them, and it hurts even more for them when they go so far and say fall short of the championship or in the final four or the Super Bowl, like when. The Patriots would keep me intrigued with Tom Brady, then they get the Super Bowl and lose. But unfortunately, on my behalf, most time they got there and they won. So it's like <laughs> a double-edged sword, so to so to speak. But if I'm putting that the right way, but Duke's out. I'm glad. Yeah, they went further than my team. They they swept Carolina last year. Got a little payback from. How we closed out Coach K and Cameron last year then in the first ever matchup in the NCAA tournament. Met him in the final four, knocked him out. Caleb Love hitting one of the biggest shots in Carolina history to seal that game. 
knocked that team of Bancaro, Mark Williams, AJ Griffin. I mean, they, they, they end up having a squad and got close and it would have been a storybook in it for Coach K, but before he got it, he finally met his, met his rival in the tournament and we, we knocked him out and we shut down Cameron on, on his last time coaching there. So, I mean, Duke, Duke fans, I'll, I'll gladly take what, I'll accept what Carolina did this year being preseason number one, first team since the field expanded to 64 teams in like the mid 80s to not make the tournament. I'll take that. If, if it means we close down camera with Coach K, coached his last game there. And then while during Coach K's tenure, we finally meet Carolina Duke finally meets in the tournament and we, we knock y'all out. And we're, we're ahead in that series 1-0 until, who knows until how, how long, but for right now it's 1-0 Carolina in tournament wins over Duke. So I, I, I'll take, I'll gladly take what happened, the disaster that happened this year, the, the just a terrible season. I'll, I'll gladly take it knowing we got that in the bag. So <laughs> it, it, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, Duke's out, we'll see. Um, they got some good talent um, with, um, unfortunately for them, Mark Mitchell was out. He probably would have guarded the guy, um, Oliver Camhoya, Camhoya. Um, he probably would have guarded him, made it tough, but he wasn't there and you got to go who's out there. And he lit him up for 27, helped Tennessee advance. Tennessee got the job done for a Carolina fan like me who, who has no love. Much respect, but no love for Duke. Got the job done, so Duke's out. They can't brag with so much, and we'll just see how the rest of the tournament unfolds. Uh, another interesting thing I saw today um, was the Kansas-Arkansas game. Um, well, Arkansas knocked out the defending champs. Um, and that was the first time Kansas had some some record of it was definitely double digits in let's say 20, 25 and 0, 15 and 15 and 0 when they led at halftime, they were I think eight. And they, they ended up blowing the lead and um losing by a point. Trying to play a lot of Captain Hindsight here. The funny thing was they had the chance to, to tie it up. Um with Jalen Wilson going to the line. I really like his game too. Um, he's a junior. I don't know if he'll be coming out. Um, I don't know what scouts think about him too much, but I, th I think he has some skills and maybe a chance to play at the next level. But um, well, he was fouled and they were down three. In that, in that situation, you need to make the first one. You need to miss the second one, hoping for a tip or get the possession back and put it back in. Kind of like what I know Luca did it um, this season the type of game other guys have done it but um he, he obviously you you have to miss it right you can't in the in the thing trip out thing is guys go up there they they rush it sometimes sometimes guys do miss it but i think where he messed up maybe he went through his original shooting motion i don't think you should do that one and two i don't think you should shoot it the same way 
um i tried this in the gym i mean not not when i was his age or never i've never been in the same situation but that what do you want to call it, a granddaddy shot or the way rick Barry shoot the ball underhanded i would go to that and because it's almost guaranteed to miss especially if you don't you don't work on it that's not your regular shot and maybe it gives you the correct bounce and a teammate Either you, the, the shooter gets it back or a teammate gets it and he's able to put it up and tie the, tie the game. But um, he, 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 he made the free throw. And so it, it kind of put them within one, but Arkansas inbounded the ball and drained out the rest of the clock. So I just don't think you can do your regular routine. You have to hope, do something totally different and hoping to get a totally different result because when you do when you do regular routines most times you get the same result uh, and but um didn't work out for kansas they paid the way they came back on us last year we that 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 carolina team should have should have had that one um that was that was the time to seize the opportunity because this season it was the the same team but obviously not as good of a team and no manic coming back and um maybe people people other teams paying a little more attention to you but kansas is out so there there will be a new ncaa champion um i have no idea at the moment but we still got two number ones left um houston was able to survive despite some injuries to some key guys but i saw sasser had a good game it appears UCLA is going to advance. They've been um, a staple in the tournament the past few years. Made it all which is the championship. No, I'm sorry. The final four, but Jalen Suggs um, hit that half-court bank shot when they were someone in a, in a bubble that 21 season before Baylor took out Gonzaga. And so... Um, you got them still available. Looks like Alabama. They're up on Maryland. It's going to the half line time left, but they're the number one overall seed, so they may still be there. But you got um, Kansas out, and Purdue went out yesterday on Friday, March 17th. Um, lost to the number six Tennessee Fairleigh Dickinson, who actually wasn't supposed to be there, but the fact that Merrimack came from division one to division two due to due to the rules you can't you're not eligible eligible for the tournament when you come up a, a level of competition i don't know where that rule comes from that's kind of weird but um but they they came in they focused they they made things tough for purdue um what i saw at the end of the game was just they were they were swarming big Zach Eady when he got it down low. I mean, he had a good game, but I heard a key a key fact that he, like the last 12 minutes, he only touched the ball maybe once, or they just managed, were able to not allow him to get the ball. And when I saw it, he was, he was just getting swarmed and stripped away or was not out of bounds. And his other guys didn't really help him. Um, a couple guards, I saw a couple of guys shot like, maybe a combined one of 13 for three. So they didn't really protect them. And then from the 
then they had turnovers. So um, Fairleigh Dickinson not, becomes the second team since the field of 64 started to knock off a number one, the first being in Virginia back in four years ago, back in 2018, when they lost to University of Maryland, Baltimore County. They got blasted that game, but they didn't have um, DeAndre Hunter, who's in the NBA now. Didn't have him. He came back, and they, in 19, they truly redeemed themselves by winning, winning it all, despite having that gritty style. But they had some, some players. Um, Kyle Guy could shoot it. Um, Kia Clark was like a freshman on that team. Um, and the other, um, hmm, I see his face. He plays for Golden State now. Um, he was on that team too. Um, kind of tall guard. I can't think of his name. But um Yeah, so they Purdue's out, ranked number one most of the season. Um but fell to the I guess when you look at it and <laughs> literally and figuratively, David beat Goliath with that big Edie, like a Goliath type figure. And those those smaller guys from Fairleigh Fairly Dickinson, they um, took Purdue down, um, one of the Big Ten's best. So, got two number ones out. Um, we'll see how Fairleigh Dickinson does on Sunday. I'm not sure at the moment who they're scheduled to play, but I feel like they didn't shoot it well, so, and they really celebrated, so I mean, I just, I'm going to go ahead and predict here today. They probably get ran out of the gym this next game. <laughs> They've done about the best. They're probably going to do. I mean, they're they're a mid-major or whatever you want to call it. I mean, they they got that bid because well, they would have gotten the bid if they would have won the conference tournament. But only one team's come come from that conference, and Merrimack couldn't come, so they were allowed to get in the tournament, get into the tournament. Um may have won a play-in game so yeah I think they did have to play their way in or that first four I should just which is the correct statement there they're already in but play an extra game but but they beat they they, they, they knocked out Purdue so um able to bust up some brackets not my bracket I don't fill out a bracket I'm not it's just just never been my thing. It almost made my head hurts trying to figure out who I think will win. And when you got a hated rival like Duke, it's like I don't want to predict them to ever win. I'm I'm always rooting against them. You know, I know they'll beat a couple teams. And when I'm going for Carolina, I don't. Oh, I, I think here Carolina. Yeah, sometimes you think a team might lose here, but just the whole process of going through a bracket is just. It's just frustrating me, like, nah, I'll pass. I just, I'll just enjoy these last few weeks of college basketball and see who the champion is. So, um, my bracket's never busted. Uh, craziest thing I saw, going back, speaking of Virginia, is their game against, nah, oh, man. Furman and wow what a what an outcome so just 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 the, just the craziest thing 
happened in that game. And what that was, it made me think about that game when the Patriots and the Bucks were playing this season. Sorry, the Patriots and the Raiders. Game could have went to overtime. The Patriots start going through the doing the flick flicker. Um lateraling the ball back. They get to a certain point. I can't think of the guy's name, but he tries to throw it way back to Mac Jones. And I think it's um well, who was was that Chandler Jones? Whoever the de- um, defensive player was for the for the Raiders, he intercepts the ball, runs over Mac Jones, and goes and scores. And, <laughs> and it's just the craziest thing you ever see. Like they didn't even have to do that. And the reason I bring that up is because in the Virginia Firm Virginia Furman game, Kihei Clark, I think he's a fifth year senior, he's trapped in the corner, and they have a timeout. And he even had a guy. A teammate open on the like towards the bathroom on the exact opposite, say baseline or right across the let's say across the lane. He had a teammate open, obviously, he didn't see him, so he's trapped in the corner. Um, big mistake there, but usually the defense, when they're trapping, they'll usually give you the corner to get the ball. But yeah, I think he pretty sure he got it, and he kind of started backing up. So he just heaves this hook shot looking pass and he think he thought he could get, I think it was Shedrick number 21 around just past midcourt. But obviously that player back there for Furman who's, who's playing like a safety position just comes up, perfect interception. Gives it to his teammate, JP Peggs. And Pegs, if I'm pronouncing that right, drills a three with 2.2 seconds left to put Furman up. So then Virginia burns their timeout and they have a heave and they missed the shot. But I mean, I don't know if Kihei Clark panicked, but it, it sure seemed like it. I mean, to throw that pass when you, and worst case, I don't know what the possession error was. Even if they tie you up, maybe, maybe you don't want them to tie you up because you know they'll get possession. But Maybe you have the possession hour in your favor if you're tied up. Or at the least, just let them foul you. I know because if, if, if they foul you, you, sh- you should be going to the line, getting a couple of free throws and making it tougher for them to come down and score. But don't just, he literally threw the game away. <laughs> and um, you got to feel bad for the for the young guy. He's had some um, play great defense in Virginia. I think he... He became the probably was an all-time assist leader. I think I saw. He jumped to the record books some way there, um, but mainly because of longevity. He, he took the COVID year because I want to say he was. I'm pretty sure he was a freshman in '19, and so thinks his. I'm pretty sure it was his fifth year there, and um, he was able to get that record due to longevity and um to, to, to go out like that I mean and, and they, they were a fourth seed just fell short of winning them. they were in the ACC tournament um championship game but um to see your season end like that is just ooh, that's that's tough that's tough um 
Um, not a Virginia hater, but I hate when I hate when Carolina plays and we have to go up against them in their rugged style. They get in the way. I mean, Ka Clark trying to jump in front of people to get really truly a bogus charge call. I know he got one this year, and they um, we did beat them at home, but they 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 always seemed up in Charlottesville. We as of recent lately, we just can't get. We don't have too much success up there. Um, just going against that gritty style, and I mean, they play some great defense, and then they their offense with all the screens they set, and um, they get good shots. They don't really have great offensive players, but they know how to get it done. I mean, Coach Tony Bennett does a good job of what he's kind of built there, but they they reach certain highs. But I mean, this is definitely a, a low, and. Um, Oh well for them. I mean, when I wanted them to lose, need them to lose, they couldn't give me that. And when I wanted them to win in the AC championship game, they couldn't beat Duke. So I mean, yeah, they're part of the ACC, but they ain't do anything to help my team, so but or hurt the team I hate, so so on form. Um we'll see them. Well we'll we'll see them next year. Pretty sure that that same style but um tournament's been interesting we got some got some uh, heavy slate of games lined up for tomorrow too to wrap up this um first weekend it's wrapped up just like that wow i mean thursday kicked off all those games and now we're just down to see who who else is going to get into the sweet 16 and um well ucla has just gotten back there so holding off outlasting Northwestern, so that's where we are at the moment. Now, as far as the Carolina situation, okay, so came into the season ranked number one overall, recreated the whole Sports Illustrated cover from the when the, I think the, was it the, ah, early 80s team, I'm not sure if it was the team that, the 82 team that won, it was the 81 team, but they recreated this old cover, um, cause everybody pretty much came back, Leaky Black, um, opted into a fifth year, Baycott, Armando Baycott came back, Caleb Love, RJ Davis, we added Pete Nance to take take Mannix, Brady Mannix's place. Puff Johnson's back, other guys on the bench. New guys like Jalen Washington, who was hurt a lot. Seth Tremble, um, top guys. Tyler Nickel, um, who, who was the, I guess, Mr. Virginia all time, I mean, the Either became the all-time leading scorer in Virginia, or definitely one, definitely the top player from Virginia for that class of, what would that be, 22. So we have all these guys come in, and then the season just doesn't go very well. Uh, and and the crazy thing is that we just beat beat Duke one time to give us one of those quad one 
wins against one of those teams in Kwok. I know Alabama and, and out in Portland at that, what was it, the, like the, some type of Jordan classic tournament thing they had set up, something Nike was doing. We were out there, we, I think we lost to Iowa or somebody like that. And it, I could just sense it just, team didn't look right. Stuff wasn't, we didn't just sense that from the beginning of the season. And I uh, lost to them then four overtime to Alabama. We beat Alabama. They're the number one overall seed. We definitely get in the tournament. Um, beat Virginia maybe in the ACC tournament, but beat Ohio State, but they ended up being bad. But lost to Indiana. I mean, just couldn't beat any good teams. I mean, what did they end up? 20, 20 and 13, seven, seventh in the ACC. And so, just bad season. I mean, and love, love goes for keeps his averages around the same. So he's shooting. He's up to the 17 this year. Field goal percentage about the same, about 38 percent from the previous season. But what really dropped off was a three-point percentage. He was 36% in 22. This season, 30%. And I mean, it, it was obvious. I mean, wild shots, lofting shots. So he didn't have the season we were, we were needing him to have or the, or, the, or the iconic moments, hot moments. And the team just didn't. Overall, the team shot. In 2022, they shot. 45% from the field, 36% from three. And Brady Manick helped out with that, shooting 40% from three. And I mean, when he came on, they won that tear. It was just, it was, they were just on a roll. This year, team one shoots 43%. That percentage from three drops down to 31%. I mean, it's just, we really can't protect or keep defenses honest with Baycott. He's constantly turning his ankle. Davis still shot it well, but Puff Johnson's not really a shooter. Black improved, hit some from the corners, but you really can't depend on that. We thought Nance coming in from, I think he came in from Northwestern, would, people were hoping that he would, thought he would step in right where Manic left off, but that didn't happen. He seemed to lose confidence. I mean, I thought he played some pretty good D a lot of times. He hit a critical game time shot. I think that was against, um, oh man, who was that? Was that the Alabama game? Ohio State game? Made made that one big shot. But other than that, I mean, he couldn't be dependent on from three. Um, and he just kind of cut down on shooting so much. And when you got love chucking, it just turned out real bad. And so the team didn't make it. They lost to UVA. I think the quarterfinals of the ACC tournament. And so uh, then the teams for the, as Joe Lenardi predicted, other people were saying Carolina wasn't getting in, didn't get in. So it's like, well, will they accept the invitation to the NIT? Put out a, put out a, Hubert Davis put out a statement saying, no, we're going to focus on next season. So you got people on one side saying, this team is 
just they, they're quitters. They they need to learn something from this season or continue on and and I really don't have a. I guess I I I just think I'm not strong against it. I mean, I'll, I'll debate about it, but I think they should. They shouldn't have won. I mean, the season, it was a terrible season. I mean, people say they can learn something from this season or look back at that. What was it? The 20, that 2010 season after they won. Yeah, because Deion Thompson came back and we had those new freshmen come in like Dexter Strickland, I think. Um, and maybe Zeller, maybe Harrison Barnes was a freshman, but it season didn't go well at all. I mean, started out okay, then that team went to the NIT, I think, got to the championship game, and then it was then they had something to build off of. But a lot of those guys were coming back, a lot of these guys may be exiting with the transfer portal, with um, plenty of tenure at Carolina. with but the fact that they came back with one goal in mind was to get back to the championship game or win it all. I mean, I didn't, I did feel like, I felt like they would have a chance, but I felt like last season was their best chance. I mean, you got to strike when the iron's hot. Didn't happen, but those guys came back like, we're going to finish the deal. Like the 2016 who came back, the guys who came back from the 2016 loss to Villanova. 2017, Joel Berry, Justin Jackson, Meeks, Kennedy Meeks, Isaiah Hicks, they came back and they finished the deal. Uh, this team obviously not as talented, but couldn't come back and finish the deal. And planning the NIT, I mean, what's the point? I mean, we're going to see, go and see. Baker struggle against double teams, guys not make outside shots. Maybe you beat a team or two because the competition isn't, isn't but so great. But I mean, why why continue the why continue the torture? I mean, yeah, I want to see Carolina play, but didn't even make the tournament. I mean, they pretty much brought back the same team. Why continue? I don't see much else to learn. I mean, it may be something we don't know about what's going on maybe guys are tired of each other or when you're losing that's when a lot of friction and you have a lot of um, confusion about you and, and they say winning cures all sometimes and when that team started winning last year maybe that cures some of the issues and they kind of look they kind of say well man we, we want we want a heck of a run let's let's give it one more run but Sometimes teammates just don't get along, or, or maybe something with the coaching staff, but or maybe it wasn't. It just was like with all the criticism and just the epic failure, it's just like let's just go ahead and let's go ahead and end the season. It's, it's, it's just been bad, man. I mean, we can't shoot, we can't hit enough threes. Love is more cold than hot. Baycott's getting injured. Baycott's doubled. He can't find the open man. And when he finds the open man, the open man can't make the shot. Bench guys aren't playing. Um, 
Jalen Washington isn't ready due to injury. He can't defend the screen role. Guys aren't getting enough playing time. I mean, uh, and it's, it, was, it was just bad. I mean, people complained about who Hubert Davis should play and who we should play more, who we should play less. Maybe I have to sit Love down for the make him stop taking so many bad shots. But at one point during the season, he did start making the extra pass or making the right play. And you can see the benefits of it, but all in all, it just didn't work out. So I'm I was I'm totally for just yeah, ending the season. Maybe people saying it's it's a quitting attitude or you failed to learn learn through this tough tough lesson but I mean this didn't go well and we don't we don't know what's going to transpire and when the way this transfer portal works guys could transfer but guys will transfer in we got and we have new guys coming to play but I'm um, already McCoy is in the transfer portal portal Tyler Nichols in the transfer portal Justin McCoy, I should say, fully clarify, and Styles, who I like, Dontre Styles, just a sophomore, he's in the transfer portal too, pretty athletic player, um, hit a big shot or two last year during that run, I remember he had a big shot against, I want to say Baylor, and they were trying to come back in that we almost had that epic collapse but um now McCoy I mean I wasn't never I wasn't really impressed so losing him I'm not it's like okay you wanna you wanna go somewhere else and play cool I understand you're not you're not playing at Carolina so now nickel um with the reputation known to being able being able to score and being definitely looking like he can shoot it. I wish he would have stayed and stayed patient, but today with the transfer portal, being able to, guys being able to leave and go play somewhere else right away, or or they're good enough in the, in the NBA see something, scouts see something, and they, they're not gonna wait and stay patient. Like back in the day when you kinda, when you came in Carolina's a freshman and you probably didn't play that much because you were a freshman. There were other, there were players more experienced and better than you ahead of you, so uh, not going to play much. And um, maybe the same thing for Styles. Um, athletic, shoot it a little bit. He's in the portal too, so I mean, no good riddance, and we'll see. We'll see what the other guys do if Baycott decides to take a fifth year. Um, Pretty sure he's looking to continue to play basketball and get paid some real money for it. I'm not sure where he's projected. I know not anywhere high. Uh, I think Love can be a instant offense type player in the NBA. Definitely would have maybe helped him more if he had left last year, but he's so streaky. He could transfer or leave. Same with Davis. I mean, Love changed this. I think it was Instagram account to say something like, you can't break me that or something like that in so many words and took down some posts. So I'm 
And I, I heard that a lot of criticism is coming his way. Um, probably some from Carolina fans, some from just haters or people who are bold behind the behind social media. They can say what they want, and you just kind of want to turn it off. So, and he didn't have a great he didn't have a great year. Um, so, I guess his decision still up in the air. And then blacks out of eligibility, and the other other guys will see if yeah they have to see what Washington's gonna do. Tremble, I mean, um, some of these new guys we got to come in. Done. I'm pretty sure some people will stay, and some will transfer. But people are going into the portal. Some people want to want to want to come to Carolina, and um. We'll see how it unfolds, and I, I hear they, as always, or usual, they got some more talent coming in because it's Carolina. They they have a championship history, and people want to play for. Usually, some of the best players in the state, my home state, the great state of North Carolina, want to play for the Tar Heels. So we'll see how it unfolds. But I mean, you just have to, just my thoughts. If you, I know Mike. He'd be ready to debate why Carolina should have played more, but I'm just like, maybe even Marcus. But I'm just like, man, let the let's let's end the suffering. This was <laughs> this was ugly, man. I mean, this was mm, ugly, but um, yeah, crazy, crazy season. Um, didn't expect it to go this bad. But like I said, I'll, I'll trade it for what we did last year. Close Coach K out in Cameron and then eliminate from the, from the tournament for the first time the teams ever meet in the tournament. I'll, tri- I'll take it. And we didn't even get the championship. I guess the only way Duke can really trump that is they have to beat us in the tournament and win the title or or just beat us for the championship, like in the title game, one of those two. But other than that, we'll always have that leg up. I mean, they can win more titles, but they can they can never say those their fans can never say Coach K beat Carolina in the tournament. <laughs> Caleb Love sealed that deal with that shot over Mark Williams. So, and that's facts. Um, but, but yeah, so getting ready to close it out here. Um, NBA still winding down. Team's got like a handful of games left. It's, we're going to see who's, who's going to make the play in. We got the, who's going to get MVP. Is it Giannis? Is it Jokic? Is it Embiid? Embiid's making a crazy push right now. Um, Jokic has a triple-double thing going. The lovers of analytics are behind them, but they're not playing well. And wow, the Kings, the Kings, who would have thought the Kings are in second place? I mean, shout out to Mike Brown and De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis, DeMontis Sabonis for turning that thing around. I mean, I definitely didn't predict them to be where they are. I mean, in my NBA preview on CoveringTheGame.com, 
I pretty much talked about how Mike Brown was getting back into being the head coach and how with when he had a superstar, he got many teams to the postseason. I mean, specifically LeBron, those LeBron teams before before LeBron went to Miami. And even when he coached um, Kobe and those teams, Kobe, Dwight Howard, Steve Nash, even though they were injured so much, but but outside of that, he hasn't done anything. But this year, he's proven he's a good coach. I mean, after a tenure with Golden State, being there as an assistant, I mean, Kings have the best offense in the league. Um, not playing much defense, but beating tough teams at home. They got this little light the beam thing going. And they're in second place. I mean, they jump. They jump Memphis for the moment. And Memphis still is without Ja. He's um, spoken up about him foolishly holding up that gun on Instagram. I don't know what he was thinking or what state of mind he was in. Maybe he was drunk. Um, obviously, it's a bad move. He, he took responsibility for it when he got the counseling. So hopefully now he's just going to come back and focus on basketball and stop getting in so much off-the-court trouble or with beating up teenagers to talking crazy to security at the mall and um, people he's hanging around. I mean, going to have to change some things because that's, I don't know if Powerade is going to um, keep him, keep the contract with him, but I know Nike's standing behind him, but you don't get it together, you're going to blow a bunch of money. Hey, it's not all about money, but I mean, you, you've been blessed with the opportunity. You won the genetic lottery with your athleticism. You have a great, he has a great story about how he just worked so hard and he was overlooked and now you make it to the league and you're facing the franchise and you're on the verge of throwing it all away because you got to get some stuff under control whether it's drinking too much or whoever you're around and your dad needs to give you more give you more wise words and stop trying to be seen all up on the sidelines all up in the videos like Suge Knight I want to say all up in the interviews just just be easy I mean chill back let your son have his have his moment but I mean they say money changes people but it doesn't change people it just magnifies more of who you are and they say Ja didn't come from a certain kind of neighborhood or one in the hood yeah he has a two parent household but um, something attracted him to want to portray this image or act this way um, and now he got money and a lot of attention on him focus on media focus on him he's acting out but I'll say this one thing when I when I saw a little clip of him counting that money on whatever social media platform he was on Something in my head just said, uh, I didn't like it. Something, something just kind of like said that that's a that's a sign of not of good of nothing good unfolding or nothing good, not much good coming from that. That didn't that wasn't a good look. I didn't I didn't like it personally, and it was just it was it was kind of a I didn't know it was going things were going to end up like this for him, but I know it wasn't a good look. Um, but yeah, we're going to see how these 
how the NBA unfolds, whether um, Milwaukee and Denver will hold them to the top seeds. Um, who will get MVP? Will Durant come back earlier than possible? Will, earlier than thought? Will LeBron come back earlier than, than um, thought? And predicted, um, will the Lakers at least make the play in? Um, got a new team, been playing better, but Anthony Davis, if you're not in pain, you can't afford to take games off at this point. I mean, they lost at the buzzer to Dallas last night then. Um, so he, he played, and then I guess they they thought they could beat Houston, and the team got handled. I mean, you can't. I know you team schedule losses with all this load management stuff, and they, they accept losses at certain points of the season, but trying to get the playing if you're really trying to make the playoffs and LeBron is saying these are the, this is the most important stretch of his career then Anthony Davis you can't you can't afford to take games off I mean, you're going to have to override the decision of the of the team I mean I mean and guys are doing all this low management Kawhi Leonard other guys saying I'm not playing back to backs but the science isn't proving any, there's any difference because these same guys are still getting hurt so, <laughs> I mean, this, this low management thing has just gotten really out of control. Um, I know it's not all on the players. I mean, I know the organization and the, the team doctors, whoever, those who look at the science say you shouldn't play, but so much. And 80, 82 games is too many, but if you're not practicing enough or building up enough tolerance, you're going to get hurt regardless whether you don't play back-to-back to, back to sit out so many games, you're going to get hurt. So they're going to have to just figure this thing out because who wants to tune into a national televised, nationally televised game? And the guys who we come to see or want to see play in a marquee matchup aren't playing because it's a night I need to rest. I mean, play, play less minutes. You just got to figure out something because it isn't adding up. You're you're still getting injured when you sit out, so you might as well. I know the okay. I know the chance of someone getting injured may increase because with more games, but you're sitting out and still getting injured, so that isn't working for you either. So it's just crazy, but the I guess they'll figure out something with the collective bargaining agreement and. Um, And, and figure that out and we hopefully we avoid a lockout and uh i see that this from some of tonight's games um golden state i think it was a 10th straight road loss crazy there now they got a streak going at home i think of eight or nine straight but then they can't win on the road i mean still in good position as far as the standings but i mean they, they, they lost to memphis without without Ja in Memphis tonight. Um, I saw Bain had a good game. Memphis had a real balanced attack. But Curry and Steph and Clay were off, so they um they 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 got some real issues. I mean I mean you're the champs. I mean people 
I've heard the argument. They just have to get one on your floor, but and then get the rest of them at home in a series, but <laughs> they can't be too confident, feeling too confident about getting one on the opponent's floor <laughs> at this rate. I mean, I think it's the if it's not the worst, it's one of the worst road records in the league. I mean, they're they're in the territory with Houston, San Antonio, Detroit, Orlando, just those bad teams. So just crazy to think that um and Draymond didn't play tonight because he had the suspension thing, but definitely didn't see that coming. Um thought they'd be better, but still the West is wide open. It's gonna come down up there again. Um and we'll see if Denver's the real deal since they've been holding that top spot for a while. Maybe getting a little bored, but the Knicks are a good team. They just lost on the road tonight, but uh, coming down to the end, um, a, few, a few more weeks of college basketball and the NBA. Regular season be wrapping up in about a month, a little less. 15 or so games left for everybody, so we will see how it unfolds, folks. And well, this is just another edition of another volume of Just My Thoughts. Remember to please subscribe. You can find the All Basketball Podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Google or wherever you, wherever you get podcasts. Please subscribe. Thank you once again. I'm your host, Maurice Dixon. And until next time, peace and be blessed in Jesus' name.